Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty, featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East Side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode focuses on the spike in inflation that Americans have experienced in the past year. The Consumer Price Index increased 7% in 2021. That was the highest inflation rate in 39 years. And a recent study from the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business found that lower-income Americans suffered the most because of rising prices. Jay, how is rising inflation affecting Shepherd's neighbors? Well, it's real simple. While many of us, when we go to the grocery store and we see that, that bacon is $8, we'll say, you know what, I can afford one bacon, maybe not two. For my neighbors who have no margin, who are paying 50 to 60% of their income on housing costs, food costs going up in double digits makes it nearly impossible for them to stay moving. When you have gas pushing 360, 370 and heading up, those, hit, those are taxes on the poor and it hits our neighbors and they don't have the margins. Uh, I was talking to someone recently, and they said, well, we've just come through a great financial time. It's been great for some folks. For my neighbors, yes, they've seen some wage increase, but that's been eaten up by the cost of, of food. Uh, you know, if you've been to the grocery, we like to shop on the outskirts of it because that's where the fresh stuff is. That's where the meat is. That's where the dairy is. But when milk is four bucks a gallon, when Eggs are skyrocketing, and we just keep going on, and, and we're hearing uh, there's hidden inflation that affects our neighbors, where you get the same box of cereal. You know, Tim, when you and I were a kid, we'd get that box of cereal, there'd be a 3D trading card in there. My brothers, I'm the youngest of three boys, loved it because I'd stick my grubby hands in there to find that 3D trading card. They loved that I touched all the cornflakes. But today, I could stick both of my hands and not ever hit a cornflake because in packaging, they hide it. There's less access to food, and what that means is that we move to less healthy food. And so then that has a residual impact into some of the challenges of eating healthy. We know that if folks are on medicine, the lack of, of good food affects their medicine and how it relates to them. Let's talk more about the kind of hard choices that families are having to make when housing and food prices and rising cost of gas take a, an ever larger chunk out of a family's income. What are the hard choices that they're having to make? Well, you know, if they have food stamps, it's, they've, they've got to move from healthy to higher carbs because they want their kids to be fed. And um, we've all eaten Raymond noodles in our life and we know they're not healthy in any way. The number one thing that kills my neighbors is high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And those are so high in sodium, as is so many of the canned foods, those things that you purchase in the center of the grocery store. But that's the cheapest way to shop. For our neighbors who are on food stamps, food stamps, you cannot use things like uh, diapers and laundry detergent and feminine hygiene and soap and shampoo and dish soap. And so those things become very precious. I've been in the home where they're watering down the milk. I've been in the home where they're taking a diaper that has been wet on and they're letting it dry so they can reuse it. Things that my kids never had to and 
things that my neighbor's kids shouldn't have to as well. And so those are some of those tough choices of maybe you just skip and, and you eat more cereal. So the rise inflation doesn't just mean higher prices for food and other goods and services. Interest rates on loans also are going up. How's the increased cost of borrowing affecting our neighbors? Well, it has a residual effect because that landlord who took a loan out is having to raise their rent uh, for the car that they need to get uh, to be able to get to work. Because in Indianapolis, we, we have limited mass transit. And so if I'm really going to get to that job that's going to pay me a living wage, I need to have a car. But to have a car, I've got to get a loan, and, and those loan rates are going up, and then you're paying so much more. And what happens if that car breaks down? What happens if I get a flat tire? And again, when I'm running the edge, when I'm paying so much for housing, it leaves so little for others. The cost, if you said, you have in, in many cities, not just in Annapolis, but many cities, you need a car to get to work. So the cost of the opportunity cost of working is now becoming much more expensive. How is that affecting people's ability to get to and from work to keep a job and steady income coming in? Yeah, I've had this conversation and I was encouraging. I said, keep working. We'll support you with other things. We had a great church that collected. Um, laundry detergent and gave us over 300 bottles of laundry detergent, very practical way to help us. Uh, and I was delivering to a family and, and they said that we really need that help. And I said, well, keep working, keep working. We'll find other ways. We're helping you. We're, Shepherd is buying meat. We're buying bread. We're buying eggs. Uh, we're buying fruit, trying to keep those things that are so expensive. We're buying it in bulk and then trying to help our families and telling them, you got to keep working. You got to stay in motion. Even if it seems as if you're going backwards, we want to come alongside and help keep that motion moving forward. How can our listeners help? How can they join Shepherd and, and other organizations that are helping families through these hard yeah. times? And, and I have to admit, Gleaners is a absolutely great partner with us. They do a, a tremendous job. Midwest Food helps us. We have a businessman who owns some cattle and he donates some of it that we can get out to families. I think the things I would say is this, is you know, we need those items. Someone may say, I'll go buy a bunch of uh, laundry detergent or a bunch of feminine hygiene or a bunch of diapers or dish soap or those types of things that are very precious. We'll get those out. Those 300 bottles of laundry detergent that we got about four weeks ago, I saw today we had about six left. Uh, huge, huge way for us to help offset some of those costs. You know what? Find a neighbor. Maybe, maybe It's not just in the Near East Side. Um, folks are struggling everywhere. And, and I think the message I want folks to know is compassion is most effective when it's us connecting to our neighbors. Um, government has tried and they failed. And um, welfare says, what's your problem? Let me give you something. What I believe God has called us to do is to say, hey, Tim, you're my friend. How can I have a relationship? And oh, while we're doing this, maybe I can help you with this. But it's really about the relationship because in relationships, life change happens. You and I are both old enough to remember when inflation was a big problem in this country. And that's going back 40 years. We were much younger men then. But one of the things we know is that there's no quick fix, and we're going to have this challenge for a while. And so all those things that you outlined to how listeners can help, we're going to have to 
commit to doing this for the long haul until things get better. Um, Jay, Shepherd, like every organization, has bills to pay. And the, the cost of doing ministry, that's going up. Um, how is that affecting the ministry? Uh, how can people help? Well, we're blessed because so many people have stepped up to help us. And I encourage folks to write that $25 check, to write that $2,500 check. Both are valuable to us. We're trying to be good stewards, but we are stepping out in faith and saying to our families, we're going to do more. When they come pick up the kids from school or after school, we're putting food boxes into their cars, and we're buying those things, chicken and and ham and sometimes bacon, uh, providing eggs through a partnership with Hatch to make sure that they're getting good protein. We're going to keep doing what we need to do. Uh, as I said to the board, it means we alter the budget because we weren't planning on five to $6,000 a month, but that's what's needed. And I think it's fair to say uh, it's probably going to be needed most of this year. Yes. I was seeing what uh, some of the banks have said and where they thought that uh, inflation would drop by second quarter. They're saying we're set for all of 2022. You know, the last time it was this high was in 1982. Mm-hmm. And when elephants and, and dinosaurs and mammoth, woolly mammoths walked the earth, and I was a junior in high school, uh, those are the things that uh, I do remember. And uh, I didn't have the concerns as a parent or as a grandparent to worry about how my kids or grandkids w- would make ends meet. That's what I want for my neighbors. I don't want them to have to worry. I want them to know that God, through so many friends, funneled through Shepherd Community are helping them connect and make, uh, make inflation uh, something that can be overcome. Thank you, Jay. Let's make that our prayer. And thanks to all of you for listening today. The, the Shepherd team works hard each day to meet neighbors' physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health needs. And they couldn't begin to do it without your support. To learn more about how you can assist those efforts, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.